0: Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions.
1: And welcome back into the new year 2023. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope everyone had a fantastic holiday season. You are listening or watching The eighth episode of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. And good morning, William. How are you? Happy New Year, Paul. Good morning. Happy New Year. Yes. I hope everyone had a great holiday season, as I mentioned. Now it's time to get back to work. And we want to talk today about something that William and I feel is not really that well understood, and that is dividend paying stocks. Now, I think a lot of Investors, they feel when they're getting, they buy a a dividend-paying stock and it pays them every quarter or whatever, and it's almost like they feel they're getting something for free. But that's not really not the case. And there's a lot of, there's a group of people that feel you should almost only buy dividend stocks. And there's a group of people because they make
2: it. It makes it seem like oh, it's really stable. I'm always getting this dividend, and it makes people feel comfortable.
1: Yes, yes, it does. But really. A dividend stock is something I think that needs some explanation. So what is a dividend stock? A dividend stock is simply a stock that pays a portion of their profits out to the the uh, stockholders. Now, some dividend paying stocks pay a larger portion of their profit to investors, and some pay very little, and some pay none.
2: Yeah, there's, there's three main things, Paul, companies can do with the, the revenue they generate. One is they can use it to to pay out a dividend, like you said, to their shareholders. Yeah. Another way they can use their cash is to buy back their own shares if they feel they're, they're priced well enough, which means they'll buy back some of the shares from their shareholders. So these overall share count decreases. Um, or they can use it to invest growth in the company. So they can use it to, like if you're Amazon, just use cash to hire more people or,
1: or, or whatever it is build more warehouses, whatever. Something that's going to make your business grow. So have paid, getting a dividend is not, is not necessarily good. It's not necessarily bad. It really depends on your circumstances. As you mentioned, William, if a company pays out a bigger dividend, well, they have less money to invest in the business. Now, they might not need a lot of extra money. For example, you, big dividend payers are often utilities, pipelines, things of this, where They have long-term contracts, they have long-term debt, so they pay a large portion out to the unit holders. They don't need to reinvest a lot in their business. If they do, they just take up more financing. Right. So owning stocks
2: that pay more in dividends, like it's not innately bad for your portfolio. We're not saying dividends are bad, but like you said, Paul, it really depends on the specifics of the company. And I think the reason why we wanted to talk about this today was because We hear about this a lot where people say, oh, you know, I I got a good stable dividend portfolio and they only buy dividend companies. So we want to kind of explain that more and say just looking at only the dividend a company pays, you're, you're really missing a lot of the bigger picture there.
1: You can. Now, for example, you have an example of a big American company, AT&T. Almost well, just crazy.
2: before that, like, and this is supported as well by academic theory by Merton Miller, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name probably, but Franco Modigliani. Um, they developed this theory called the Dividend Irrelevance Theory in 1961, and they both won a Nobel Prize in economics. So they're smart guys. And the, the premise of the theory is that a company's ability to earn a profit and grow its business determines their market value and drives the stock price, not dividend payments. And this is proven in a company like AT&T, which is a great example, where they've had, over the last 10 years, AT&T, they've averaged about a 6% dividend payment. So the average dividend investor might look at that and say, wow, I'm getting paid 6% the whole day. That's awesome. How can I lose? Now, the problem is, over the last Ten years in that same time period, they've significantly underperformed the S&P 500. So while you've been getting that 6% dividend from AT&T, during that time frame, the share price has actually declined. So on a total return basis, which is the only way you should look at your returns, you've only earned 24% over 10 years versus 220% for the S&P 500.
1: Exactly. Investor needs to look at the total return, which is the dividend plus capital appreciation. And in some circumstances, capital loss. You know, another example in Canada might be BCE pays a great dividend, I think over 6% now. Share price really hasn't done much over 10 years. Now, that may be really good. For example, if you're retired, that may be a very good option for you. It can also be very tax efficient. But if you're a growth investor, if you're younger and you want growth for down the road, it may not be a very good option for it. First thing. But Paul, even
2: if you are retired, like if you're just getting dividend stocks, then they can be generating way more income than what you actually need. Bingo. And then you're going to get taxed on all that. So depending on your circumstance, it may not actually be tax efficient. It might be tax inefficient.
1: Depends on your circumstances. Although you pay not much tax on dividends, if you have a low income in Canada, you want to understand why that really happens. The low tax rate is because those profits are already taxed at a high rate at the corporate level. That's why that's there. A lot of people don't realize that. Also, if your income is over oh, about 93, dollars $94,000 a year, taxation of capital gains is actually cheaper. dividends in canada of course we've got to remember any dividends from non-canadian sources is taxed at the full marginal rate like interest income
2: right and the other thing too for for retired clients who are who are potentially in the oas clawback zone again
0: ah um, yes
2: getting lots of dividend income can maybe make you lose some of your oas versus if you own investments that don't pay any dividends or or a lower amount of dividends you can a lot better control your income. So you can create kind of artificial dividends for yourself just by selling off some of your investments to create the income you need. That way, again, you're not getting more than you need. um, And you can a lot better control things like OAS clawback.
1: Exactly. Because when you consider dividend payments from Canada, there's a gross up. And that gross up can, as you mentioned, increase the clawback of old age security. And yeah, you're referring to just Another way of drawing income from stocks, another name for that is systematic withdrawal, very tax efficient. because often a good portion of that, if not almost all of it, is tax free if that is in a non-registered account. By the way, just just a quick note about Mr. Warren Buffett. He never pays a dividend on his stock Berkshire Hathaway. He says, why would I want to send money out to investors? I want to grow the company. I want to put money back into the businesses so we make it even bigger and bigger for investors down the road.
2: I love that, Paul. Berkshire Hathaway is one of my favorite companies. You know that. since So that's another point why you should not just focus on big dividend payers because then you'll miss out on a huge pool of really great companies that don't pay any dividend. Berkshire Hathaway, like you said, since the 70s has not paid a dividend Some of the best performers of the last decade, like Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, they don't pay any dividend. So if you're only looking for big dividends, you're going to miss out on all these other opportunities.
1: Yeah, depending on your circumstances. Again, you can kind of go in between. Also, there's companies like, well, CN Rail and Apple now who pay a small dividend. So they still put the majority of their profits back into the company, either to grow the business or to do share buybacks. Again, almost three separate types of companies, one that pay no dividends and reinvest all the profits, one that pays a small dividend and reinvests most or one that pays out a large percentage of profits in dividends and has less for reinvestment. So I think that's good for
2: today, Paul. Let's wrap it up again. Just to summarize, everyone, don't just focus on dividends when you're investing. It's an important piece of the picture, but it's not the whole picture. So you have to focus on other factors as well. Thank you. Happy New Year again to everyone. Rate us and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. And um, email us at info at com with any questions you have. Thanks, everyone.
1: Happy New Year again.
0: This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.